Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. I hold the keys of hell and death. Because I live, you shall live also. Friends, we are gathered here to praise God and to witness to our faith as we celebrate the life of Stan Walker. We come together in grief, acknowledging our human loss. May God grant us grace that in pain we may find comfort, in sorrow, hope, in death, resurrection. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you so much for the inspiration that Stan has been to so many of us. Um, we thank you for the father that he was to amazing children. We thank you for the husband that Stan is. We thank you for the servant heart that Stan Walker always had. And mostly we thank you that he was such a great follower of you, Jesus. We thank you for that. We pray now, God, for the family. We pray for peace. We pray for comfort. We pray for those who are watching online, even in Ohio and, and in other places, God, that you will touch their hearts this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
passage of scripture that I uh, am about to read, um, it, it's just what kept, to, kept coming to mind when I was thinking about Stan and his life. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, this is a little bit before the passage I'm about to read. In Hebrews chapter 11, it reminds the, the followers of God, um, the people who have gone before them. It talks about Moses and Abraham, Noah and others. And then in Hebrews 12, here's how it starts. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of, of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. So this passage, it, the chapter before talked about these great people of faith that set the example before them, and it reminds them in uh, chapter 12 of this great cloud of witnesses. And I would say for all of us in this sanctuary, we have had a great cloud of witnesses go before us, right? People could say, oh, I had a Sunday school teacher or a neighbor. And Stan, what a great witness to all of us. Not just to his family, but to every person uh, in this congregation today, and to so many in our community, and to so many uh, that worked at the steel plant. He has been a witness to so many people. Um, what amazing impact he has had on our lives and in the community. Stan shined the light of Jesus in so many places, and it continues to shine today. Stan loved serving others. As a volunteer, he was recognized for his leadership by numerous organizations, including the United Way, the American Red Cross, YMCA, the Soapbox Derby, CED Mental Health, and the Warren Chamber of Commerce. Um, while talking with the family, I was amazed to hear of all the places and volunteer work that Stan did. Many people here in this Gadsden community know Stan for his barbecue sandwich that is served on Fridays at the Ladle of Love. Um, even when his health was getting bad, he could still be seen here once a month serving barbecue sandwiches. If my math is right, which Stan would have loved that me and Sheila Freeman were in the office yesterday trying to do math, he would have had a joke about that. Um, if he served uh, barbecue sandwiches once a month since 2010, so that would be an average of 100 sandwiches a month uh, for 11 years, it's over 13,000 barbecue sandwiches that Stan has served here in Gadsden. Um, and Stan and Pat, for those of you that don't know, they got this ladle of love started here at this church, feeding people in need since 2010. With that ministry, it looks like over 57,000 meals have been served through the ladle of love. When we think about the witness that he has left up, that he has given us here in this church, um, he always served uh, at ladle of love with a smile, with a joke, and even some sarcasm. And we all loved it. We all loved it. People would come on the other Fridays, and sometimes they'll say, when's the barbecue sandwich week? No offense to the other teams if there's any present. <laughs> but they would. They would ask when barbecue sandwich week is. Um, he, his dedication at work stands out, too. He started sweeping floors at Republic Steel while he was in college. 
He moved up in the company and was a de very dedicated worker in Ohio and Alabama. And I'm sure we have some folks in Ohio watching today online. Um, and I'm sure you won't find this as a surprise, but the family let me know uh, that Stan would always stand up for what he thought was best at work. Um, he would speak up and say what he thought needed to be said. I was told he was even thrown out of a union meeting. Can you believe that? <laughs> um, people who worked for Stan loved working for Stan. Uh, and he was an excellent boss, and I'm sure he was fun to be around. Now, some of you don't know this, but I'm a Yankee. I'm from Delaware, and uh, I also lived in Florida. So when I moved to Gadsden, it was a little hard to get used to the Southern culture. Um, sometimes people don't tell you exactly what they're thinking or what they want you to do. You're somehow just supposed to figure it out. They're going to smile and be nice, and you're supposed to figure out what they want you to do. Not with Stan. Um, and I love that. From the first time I met him, he told me what he thought, where things needed to be, and how it needed to be done. And I said, you're a Yankee, and I loved it. And uh, he would always tell me he was from Ohio. But hey, apparently, I don't know if everybody from Ohio is like that, but he's a Yankee just like me, and I appreciated it so much. I would always joke with him about that. Sometimes one could even think um, that Stan was a little grumpy by the way he might say something. But then right after that, you would see him smile and laugh <laughs> every time. Um, his witness stood out to so many of us, his sense of humor, his joy, his laughter. But mostly, the part of his witness that stood out the most to me is the way he loved his family. He loved all of you so much. Stan and Pat had been married for 63 years. We always saw them together everywhere they went. Whether it was the grocery store, Thursday night worship here at the church, or at the ladle of love, always together. What a great example of marriage they showed for everyone here in the Gadsden community. When Stan had been having struggles with his health, he had the best caretaker in the world. Pat did all she did, could to take care of Stan. When I think about all the lives that Stan has, has showed the love of Jesus to, that great witness still goes on. What an awesome parenting team Stan and Pat are. All of the family might not know this, but they would brag about you all the time. <laughs> they would tell me about the kids and the grandkids. Um, about 10 years ago, I would hear these stories from Pat and Stan about how great the family was, I thought, I'm gonna bring them in to the youth group Sunday school class, and I'm gonna interview them like they're on Jay Leno, and we're just gonna do a, a stand-up interview, and we're gonna ask them questions, because I wanted to know, and I wanted the kids to know, how they raised such awesome kids, right? And they sure did, because every one of the kids is involved in helping others in their communities. Stan's witness legacy, it goes on in four children and grandchildren. Um, all of them are witnessing in their own way in their communities. That's Pam and Greg and Paul and Scott, and then their spouses, David and Teresa. I would always tell uh, Stan, I would say, Teresa's a saint for working at the middle school. And I would always tell him that if I knew there was a kid in trouble, that I would send them to the Elvis room at the middle school. But uh, other spouses, Pam and Shannon, 
Every one of them is doing amazing things to help others. And if you don't believe me, ask Pat, she'll tell you. You saw your dad build an addition onto a house. He didn't hire contractors or anything. He built that addition with his friends, and they did it um, on their own. Stan and Pat moved from Ohio to Alabama in 1980. There's a lot of culture changes and a lot of uh, transitions, and they did a great job at helping their kids in their new setting. Stan raised great kids who turned out to serve others. Now, some of his rules, I hear, were a little harsh at times. Can you believe that? Um, he told his kids, if you buy a foreign car, you will not live in my house. When he retired, do you know what he got? A blue Volkswagen Beetle. And later on, a Toyota Prius. Um, he showed his family the importance of putting God as a top priority, serving others, and hard work. Work ethic is one of those things he taught them. When he would say, if, you're going to, if you say you're going to do something, you better do it. You better do it. Stan was always worked hard. I hear that he never wanted to retire. He only retired to take care of others who had gotten ill. All 13 grandkids, may you also be inspired and see the witness that has been given before you. The grandkids are CJ, Mary DeLarn, and Stephen with Rebecca, Cody, Natalie, Delaney, Jaylee, Josephina, Eliana, Allie Brooke, Hunter, Grant, Natalie, Mackenzie, and great-grandchildren, Eva and Dowles. Amazing, amazing. Many of you know that Stan had, had health issues and many health struggles um, towards the end, but he continued, he continued to serve Jesus even with all of that. He walked with Jesus. Today we celebrate and we know of his salvation. We celebrate that we will see Stan again. I want to ask uh, Paul to come share a few words from the family. On behalf of the family, I just um, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you have loved on my mom and dad in the past, being here today, and in the future. My dad was many things to many people. To his mom, he was a caregiver. To my mom, his wife, of over 63 years, they were best friends, traveling companions, social companions, and volumes could be written about what they meant to each other. To his kids, he was giving. At times, he would show us grace. He had high expectations. 
but he loved us fiercely. To his friends, he was loyal, fun. If you ever played golf with him, he probably needed more golf lessons. And to the community, he was altruistic. But with all those descriptions of my father, probably the greatest that could be said of him was that he was a child of the king. There was a moment in his life where he surrendered who he was on earth to receive his heavenly father through the forgiveness of sins that was submitted on his behalf at Calvary by Christ. And from that day forward, my father was living in eternity. In John 10.10, we're reminded that when somebody knows Christ, that he has come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. My father had an abundant life. But what I believe is even more abundant is what he's experiencing today. There's a passage in Revelation that I'd like to read to you that I believe describes the very picture of what my dad is seeing this very moment. It's found in Revelation chapter 21. And the construction of its walls was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the walls of the city were adorned with all precious kinds of stone. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb was its temple. The city had no need of the sun and of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Its gate shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. But there shall be by no means anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. I believe my dad's name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And then in the middle of the streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were healing for the nations. And there shall be no more curse, and the throne of the Lamb of God shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be written upon their foreheads. And there shall be no night, and there will be no light, nor the sun, for the Lord God gives the light. And they shall reign forevermore. And I just want you to imagine when my father took his final breath in his hospital bed here in Gadsden, Alabama, to take his next breath in the presence of his Lord. And I speak with confidence that my father is in heaven because he knew Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I believe if he were here today, he would ask the same of you, that if you've never trusted Christ fully, that you would do so. Thank you. It's such a great reminder that we know that Stan 
is in heaven. He's at, he's at peace. He's in good health. And we celebrate. We celebrate that, that it's offered to all of us. Um, I asked Pat if there was any certain passage of scripture that she wanted to share today. And she said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think it's the perfect passage for today. Um, we often hear this passage and we think of football or we think of sports in general. But the Apostle Paul meant it for so much more than that. Uh, whether he was rich or poor or in jail or suffering or having great times, no matter what the circumstances, he could serve and continue to follow Jesus. He could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. So may that encourage us in times that we're missing Stan, dad, husband, friend, with the grace and comfort of Jesus, we can face tomorrow. We can serve. We can give hope to others. We can share the love of Jesus with others because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Stan left us with such a great example of how to be a great husband, a dad, servant, hard worker, but most importantly, a follower of Jesus. He followed the shepherd. We're reminded in Psalm 23 of the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Stan walked with the shepherd in good times, bad times, in times that he was serving others, he walked with the shepherd. When he was struggling with health, he walked with the shepherd. Uh, when he was having great days, he walked with the shepherd. No matter what, he was always walking with the shepherd. And he continues to walk with the shepherd now. So we pray for comfort and peace of the Holy Spirit to be with all of you. We grieve and we mourn today. But we also celebrate an amazing legacy. Stan's health is great now. He feels good. He's happy. As Paul read the scriptures, we know he's in a better place. We know of his salvation that he has. We know that he knew Jesus. I think what Stan would want us to do as we leave here today, I think he would tell us to take care of Pat or take care of Mom. And I also think he would say, go serve and love people. Eternal God, you have shared with us the life of Stan. Before he was ours, he is yours. For all that Stan has given to make us who we are, for that of him which lives and grows in each of us, and for his life in your love will never end, we give you thanks. As now we offer Stan back into your arms, comfort us in our loneliness, strengthen us in our weakness, and give us courage to face the future unafraid. Draw those of us who remain in life closer to one another. Make us faithful to serve one another. And give us to know that peace and joy which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
I hope you had time to look through the pictures in this beautiful bulletin, because you can see the love of Jesus all over Stan's face in these pictures. And I think as we leave here, he would want to remind us, right? He would tell us not to be sad. I really do think he would probably have a joke for me to say, but he would want us to go show the love of Jesus to people, especially those in need. Let us go in peace.